Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Andy, it's spring, which means it's baseball season, effectively, and we have not addressed it to this point in this podcast, which is... Not like us. Usually, we at least give it a little bit of a a nod, a salute. Uh, we well, it started early this year. Sport. It snuck up on us. <laughs> I thought I could slide that one past people. Uh, yeah, we we, uh, we, no. we we biffed it. I don't know. We did a lot of yeah. other fun stuff. We did a UFC podcast. We got Cal freaking Calhoun on a yeah. podcast. We we got a couple more of those too, where there's going to be some people from the internet that you're going to be like, Oh my God, they got that guy to come on a oh podcast. My God. There's going to be a couple more fun ones yet this year, but yeah, we, we only have so many minutes in the day to yeah. podcast and baseball is just not our strong suit. Um, you but built that, a mild model yeah. a couple years ago. I've, yeah. I've messed around with home run props. I Ooh. think that's honestly, that's another one I want to go back to oh, same. because there's just, uh, there's a decent amount of, uh, differences in the markets and some of these prop ones where uh, just a, a modicum of shopping is going to probably almost just fucking land you into some plus EV spots by accident. Like uh, I know, I know people I've had people reach out. I don't, I'm not sure if I actually would say I know this person, but I've talked to somebody in the DMS who all they do in life is ARB props across a couple books. He's like, there's a couple places that'll take four figures on a player prop. And he's like, and there's a couple paperheads who are going to be overlapping with them the other way. And he's like, as long as the accounts stay open, you can sit and make a tidy little return on player prep. So, I mean, the difference wow. is if, if the differences are big enough to ARB, then there are going to be obviously there's edges. You should, yeah. You should always so you should always be shopping. But if it's if there's arbable markets daily, Christ sakes, you better be shopping. Always be shopping. Always be shopping. Um, I okay. Baseball hat. I want to just talk turkey for a second. It's too late to do a season preview. Season's already started. You don't already have your win totals and your division bets and your, you know, your soft prices on your rookie of the years in your pocket. Uh, you know, we're not going to be able to help you find any value there. I don't think. Um, and we usually, you know, it's, it's not fair to bring in a guest and say, Hey, we're a week into the season. What have you seen so far? <laughs> you know, give us the, what's your, what are your, what are your winners? Oh, you got you your hair all done today. You're going with the, uh, pop cows shamed you into putting on the twin set. Um, the, um, uh, but yeah, I know it's, it's, it's too late to do a season preview and that's not as always as interesting anyway, because you can find those everywhere and you can find those with a lot of people who do bet baseball regularly and have informed opinions. So best, you know, go, go out and find those. And, uh, this show, we want to talk about something a little different and we are now in the daily content biz. Andy, you do a daily show. I do a daily show. There's a lot of content being created now. Um, and we don't have the luxury of really being able to completely um, mail in two months of the year, which is no. June and July, right? Um, in previous cycles, we had soccer. We had Olympics. We had yeah, Women's Euros, World Cup. Euros is really Euros, nice. Yeah. 
um, there were kind of standalone events that helped us kind of get through the doldrums of summer. So we were able to successfully ignore baseball, at least from a handicapping standpoint, leave it to the smarter, sharper and bosses who dominate that sport as it is. And, uh, you know, we, we could focus on our football prep. Um, don't think I'm going to have that luxury this summer. Uh, NBA is not going to go as late as it did last year. Last year, NBA went into the month of July. This year, it's going to be open. It's going to be over in early June. Um, we're going to have a big old gap between the end of the NBA regular uh, postseason and sort of the true prep for uh, and NFL. And I'm probably going to be, and there's, you know, besides tennis, I'm going to be degenerate baseball probably. <laughs> and so I need to find some way to kind of make that worthwhile, some way to kind of have fun betting that. And wouldn't you know it, uh, the prop, the porp space in baseball is oh kind of God. blown up right now. Like that's one of the hotter things going in the conversation on gambling Twitter. Um, what is your thought on that? new thing because i don't remember ever anyone being like hey i'm super fired up to talk k props i'm super fired up to talk no run first inning like that seems like it's come out of nowhere i don't know like k props it's been a couple years of that i've seen a ton of those posts in the past couple years people like that people like a accounting stat in the game they feel like i think just you know taking a step back and thinking about it from my experience as far as how I would want to bet baseball, knowing how successful people model and bet baseball, is beyond the time I would have to spend because I don't have the coding nor the data to maybe get that done. And I hate to just half-ass baseball. So I, when you look at something like K-Props, a guy who says, I don't have time to really you know, build out a player-level model for betting baseball total sides, even, you know, maybe some alt run lines, whatever you want to get weird with during the, you know, the big picture game bets. K props are very intriguing, I think, because you're just looking at a pitcher and, you know, how there's so many of these data sites looking at like his spin rates and looking at the velocities and the percentage he throws each pitch compared to how he used to, you know, how he used to mix it up. And then you can look at, uh, you know, maybe just looking at even at, not if they're whole order, but just looking at like the three or four good hitters in every order and saying like, how do the guys I'm worried about match up against this? And then maybe taking some of those shittier, I hate to say shittier players. These are major league ball players. Like they've earned it. They're in the show, but you know, some of the, the end of the lineup guys, bottom of the lineup, that sounds a little better seeing, you know, do we have guys who are going to strike out a lot and then you can make some assumptions and play some K props. Like I think somebody can easily work their way around that without heavy modeling. So I, I think that's why we saw a lot of that uh, coming up. The no run first inning is completely different to me. That is, not, <laughs> that is not people that are like, I'm, I'm wanting to like dig into the data. They they want to bet that cash is in like fifteen minutes. They want yeah, right. <laughs> no, it's I like mean, horse it's, racing kind of a yeah, it's, horse it's racing just, scratch that itch kind of deal. Yeah, it, it it does feel like a scratch that itch. Like oh my god, like I uh, the people who are doing you know first person to score in an NBA game, first uh, first team to fifteen when they're watching March Madness. The people that just want those, they want the instant hit one way or the other. They don't want to wait for a whole game. So. And, and the funny thing about it is, and I am going to find this and I'm going to retweet it right now from the, I'm going to retweet it from the deep dive account. 
But uh, Captain Jack had a good, our friend Captain Jack. Unabated Captain Jack, yeah. Unabated Captain Jack put out a pretty good uh, little tweet thread about, you know, no run first innings and basically saying, you know, oh, it's the it's the pitchers. You know, you got the starting pitchers for sure. They're at their freshest. You would think they're just going to mow these guys down. Well, no, it's it's the only time you're surely looking at the top of the order for both sides. Yeah. There's still a lot of uncertainty, and it is not a, a low-scoring inning compared to some of the other ones out there. So it's uh, just betting the no for sure is – probably minus EV for the most part, based on how much VIG they're going to lay on this overall. And the fact that, I mean, smart people I know that really, really understand baseball, like uh, Jason Weingarten, mm-hmm. like he, he's, <laughs> if you see him betting these, it's a yes. Like he's, he's betting yeses. Um, other people I know that like, if they're going to bet a no, it has to be a pretty good plus number. Like and some of these do get out of hand where you'll end up with a plus one twenty five on the on the no. Okay. So I mean, just in general, I I see I see smart people betting the yes. I read Captain Jack's tweet thread. I see the the you know the enthusiasm, the mania over this right now, and I'm I'm almost wondering. And this is where I was driving with this. It's a prop market with low liquidity, and if people are really wanting to bet the no's. Is it just gonna drive more value on yeses? You mean because is it like I, a like a NBA stat prop unders or something? Yeah, like you know, just uh, somebody pointed that out. He said, "If uh, I think it was AD, he said this on. He said if you looked at the pinnacle odds for basically, I think it was just every single running back. Mm-hmm. He's like, if you bet the unders on every single running back's yardage totals for like the last five years, you're up X amount of units. Yeah. yeah. It's just that there are going to be inherent value spots. He also based said on if you market... just bet no every game on the open and close, right? Didn't he have that tweet as well? Yeah. That yeah. There's, I mean, there's a, there's a few uh, a few of those overs. So like. You've lost it, a lot of them. <laughs> it, this is a good yeah. point. It's kind of like betting the field yeah. at the craps table. You look at that. Like, uh, oh, that's a great comp. Holt, you kind of you've crushed it today as far as great, the chatter. Great, great comp. Because what what happens when you look down at the field on the craps table? You say that's a like, that's a lot of numbers. Of numbers. <laughs> yeah, and not I, only that, I, only, I only got to roll one of those. Twelve plays double. That's like an extra oh. number. Yeah. And then you start doing the the thir- if you look at the thirty six combinations the dice can come up in, you are not even getting half of them. It is it is a problem because you're not getting the six, seven, or eight. There's your problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the six, the six, seven, and eight. They hit a lot. They hit a lot. Yeah. And then five, five's five's one that happens too. Yeah. Fever, fever, the field reliever. Um. <laughs> a, I, I love craps. I love the I love the, you like the, the stick man calls. Yeah, I the love the stick man calls. So. Yeah. 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 Um. Kind of like Your baseball, thoughts. yeah. Kind of like the the the, the nomenclature at a baseball game. People, uh, you know, the, the, it, it's uh, it's fun. Um, I let's. I, I liked all of your breakdown there, and I think what we should do. Have you ever made a model, by the way, for K props or runs? Home run props. Home run props. Okay. It, well, it let was, me. It let, was bad. Let's say. Let me. T- let me ask you to take your. Let me ask you to take your experience of the home run prop and think about how you would go about building a K prop model. Okay. Because I th- these are the two these are two things I'm going to actually work on 
uh, as the once the NBA playoffs start to wind down, I'm going to have these guys ready to go. So I have something to talk about <laughs> because, uh, you know, once we get to Ju- you know, Ju- June, July, uh, tennis is too early to do content. You know, your daily show, like all like today, I couldn't have given away my tennis picks because they all happened overnight. <laughs> and so, you know, that I'm, I'm, I would be in the lurch if I didn't have NBA playoff games to talk about. Um, so I, I want to get my K prop model, my runs first inning, yes, no run model up and running by the time we get to uh, the end of the NBA season. Um, and I want you to kind of talk me through your experience with the yes with the K prop, and I'll talk you through how I would build a yes no model. And you kind of give me your gut feel on yeah, you should do that. You should you shouldn't do that. I'm and I'm, I'm going to talk through like okay, this is the data that I want to try to run down. If you have any tips or you say oh you should go find that there, um, let me know. Run the run yes no model. I feel like there's one super important piece of information. And that almost gets you the whole answer. The total? The total. <laughs> the total. What's the, what's the total? After the overnight so, total has gotten beat up, I, I basically, I want to grab the total after the circles are off. I know. You, so fun, <laughs> a fun thing I ran into when we got to, we, so this came up in my mind the other day. It's funny that you brought up, um, you know, first inning run, yes or no, because I, I seen someone post a prize picks entry that had that in it. And it's funny how they, they phrase it because prize picks is not gambling. It's not sports betting. It is DFS. So they can't phrase it that way. They have to say the starting pitchers for these two, these two teams, how many runs will they give up? That's a prop. That is not a, that's not a betting line. It's a prop. So it's funny that the workaround and that's fine. I I like those guys a lot, but the uh, it's funny how they phrased it. And then I looked at that and I said, all right, so the, the pricing on their their parlay pricing is not what you'll get parlaying them at a sports book because it is, you know, they offer ways where you can get um, two out of three legs home and still make money. So it's, it's a little different. You're not getting 2.6 on the uh, or plus 260 on a two way parlay, but they don't have pricing. Everything's even money. So just if you're not getting that full parlay price, can you, I said, could you find a couple of those legs that are so far off even that I could make a parlay on price picks? And again, this guy, I talked <laughs> to those guys. So yeah. I looked in there, there was a, there was, I seen a bunch. So I didn't count them. And then I went to the market. I went and looked at, you know, the uh, openers. I went and looked at where the lines were and I picked out the three that were the biggest juiced one way or the other, you know, minus 140, minus 145. And sure enough, there were 15 games on the board and they offered 12 of them. Those three were nowhere to be found. So, ah, you fuckers got me. So kudos to prize picks team. Cause I tried to, go. I tried to find a shoot an angle there. It didn't quite work. So. Do you think they got burned on that? And they knew, I th- I think they have to like, I think that's probably just kind of, you know, that's, 10, it's one one Well, yeah, it's probably, yeah. probably, you know, across it's, all sports, like, you know, it's the easiest Lewis, leak to plug. Well, if Lewandowski, yeah, if Lewandowski's minus two fifty to score in a in a soccer match, you don't offer that one, or he, <laughs> or you put it at one. You know, yeah. you have to put it at one. He has to get another one, otherwise you just push because you know you. you I think that you know they have to keep things that are 
maybe within minus 125 kind of range. Otherwise, things will get a little wacky and they, they might have some leak. Like you said, a leak to plug. So that was my experience this week, trying to find a, a way to beat them. And uh, somebody beat me to outsmarting me before I even got there. So kudos. Fair I enough. haven't bet any of these yet. and <clears throat> I but it, but it did. The exercise of going and looking at the opening prices and yeah. where they were bet, it was interesting because it's not super correlated with totals moves it is very much an independent market really uh i didn't see it i didn't see like corresponding totals moves but the, every time but the initial number that they hang is oh, yeah. it is a dead correlation to the yeah no i'm, I'm code, saying i'm right? saying the, the the betting after the opener okay okay it's so, very much so, independent okay. in that betting it seemed like i only looked okay. at two days worth. <laughs> So White Sox opens in, you know, eight and a half, gets bet up to nine or gets bet down to eight. The no, but I mean, you're, you're right. When you have it doesn't those... go, it doesn't, it's not chained, basically. It's unchained. Yeah, no, the, it's unchained. They're, they're untethered to untethered. a certain extent. But I mean, you're right. If if there's a Rockies game that's 12 yeah. and there's a, a matchup between two absolute stud pitchers that we have one of those lines at six and a half. Six and a half, yeah. You know, yeah. Those are going to be wildly, wildly different. Wildly different, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, my operating assumption without having ever bet this market is that there is a one-to-one correlation on the opener and the total. And I think I feel like you can grab a little bit of an edge if, th- if what you're saying is the case and you see market steam on a total in the 6 to 8 o'clock a.m. Pacific window, um, you could probably just blind bet over or under or yes or no based on that steam um and have some small maybe not plus ev but at least you're working out you're you know you're you're wiping out some of the vig um the next thing i think i i would my approach to making a model for this would be um i want a poisson distribution for team a scoring a run in the first inning and a poisson for team b and then we're adding those two probabilities together Okay, so I'm 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 actually building a Poisson distribution of how many runs a team will score in the first inning. You know what the nice part about a Poisson distribution is, Drew? What's that, Andy? You don't need any sort of paid add-ons. You don't need any sort oh, yeah. of fancy it's an modeling. It's yeah. it is absolutely just built into Excel. That's one of your basic distributions. That's going to be in the stock version. So if you wanted to to do that. Just dig around on, you know, Google how to use that, uh, how to use that function. It's, it's pretty easy for nice. Uh, I mean, what, what do we say Poisson is best for? It's rare, rare events, rare compared to other things. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, uh, rare independent events, or is it less rare? I guess Independently it's, correlated. Yeah, it's it's good for like, uh, it's good for like basketball totals. Basketball scoring totals, individual scoring totals. Yeah, I, I'm I'm down with it. I, I, I like. I that mean, so it's far. it's nice because you can set it up in a way that fifty percent of your probability is zero runs scored or more. Sixty percent of probability. You know, you you're, yeah. you set it up in a way that you have a big chunk of the likelihood is zero runs are scored. Um, so I'm going to build out. I want to fill. I want to build this distribution of runs scored for a team in a half inning. I'm going to do that for both teams. 
and then I'm going to sum the probabilities to get the probability of any run scored in the first inning. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I basically I'm saying one minus zero plus one minus the one minus the probability of zero, one minus the probability of zero. Sum those two gives you the probability of at least one run being scored in the first inning of a baseball game. Or just I mean, or just the inverse of your yes probability. The inverse of the uh, yes, sure. Yeah, add all add all your how 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 high are you gonna go before you have diminishing returns? Like eight runs? Yeah, sure. It does. At the, it really that. I really think probably matter. after six, like four, probably probably four. I think yeah. four for a given uh, first. There was a team, game. Yeah. There was a game today that had a four run first. Yeah, for a given for, for I think four for a given. Oh, for, team yeah, for an individual. I'm yeah, saying for four an individual team. Yeah, yeah. Eight, um, eight total. Eight total would be yeah. So um, the so the next then step is I need my starting pitchers. Right. Gotta have those. Gotta have those. Need my. Do I need lineups? Or can I just use team offense? Some team. Am I going bottom up or am I doing this top down? So I think if you want to do this and you don't want to get real crazy, mm -hmm. I think you do it team offense. Okay. And then again, if setting up the automated part of this team offense, and then maybe adding some context to that later where you need to you need to maybe do due diligence after the fact if you set up a model in this in this manner and you say here's my distribution of results with this starting pitcher and this lineup and this starting pitcher in this lineup and i'm showing yeah we're getting a run maybe it's worth looking just to make sure it's not rest day for like two big boppers near the top of the lineup okay because if if, if you're missing a guy that normally hits in the three hole that's hitting you know, 286 on pace for like 22 bombs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Probably worth, probably worth uh, scratching that for the day. <laughs> but I like, I like just the overall automated part of it. Auto, I said automated, weird. Automated part of yeah, it right. to be to be team level yeah. with with a double check in place. Like, hey, you need okay. to go check lineups, bud. Okay, now do I care about trying to suss out? teams that have imbalanced lineups right like i remember this a couple of years ago like the reds for whatever reason were like they always scored in the first inning <laughs> but they weren't a very good offense and it was because they had like a good one two three and then four through nine kind of sucked well but nine was the pitcher so four through eight kind of sucked um and if you looked at like all of the distributions of every team out there and where they're, you know, like were the runs scored equal across all innings. Most of the teams are the reds was not, it was like hot spots and first inning was one of them. Right. So do I want to shade this based on team tendency? And cause that's ultimately capturing a little bit of the lineup thing without actually having to go and manually build a scraper for the lineups which come out at a weird time anyway. Like I want to be getting in. I, I want to make these bets before I know what the lineup is, is really where I'm Yeah, that's the other part too, is do you want to sit and have a bunch of, you know, a bunch of either scraping this or setting alerts for certain, oh God, yeah. Finding lineups for like, on days where there's 15 games, I'm not, I'm not finding 30 mm -hmm. lineups. I think you're right. Um, 
I think, yeah, that's probably built into the part as far as you say, like, are we modeling how lineups do as far as on getting on base and score? I mean, what, what are the, it's money ball shit. Like we're yeah. not, yeah. We're not buying, we're not, we're not trying to, man, we're trying to manufacture runs. Like we don't, we don't want runs. We need people who get on base. You can't right. score if you're not on base. So, hmm. yeah, I don't, I, I think you're probably right there. Pulling lineups is a pain in the ass, but I feel like something like the Reds might be more noise than signal. Okay. You no, know, there, there's going to be teams like that. But if you start hunting for that sort of thing, I think you're going to, whenever you go hunting for stuff like that in the data, you'll find it. Okay. And I think, you know what I mean? You'll find it, but you probably wish you wouldn't after you start betting according to that. You know, wh- whenever you go looking for something specific like that, that might be, you know, capable of being influenced by a lot of noise or just uh, something that you can't maybe get the context right to. Okay. You know, there there are teams that just I, I I seems like this happens in the opposite for me, where it's like Christ, every time my team, my twins play like the Dodgers, it's like, how is Kershaw up every time? Like there should be a two-fifths <laughs> chance that he's not. And we we play him like you know, we play and it's always or you know, just you know, so you, you could end up with some weird results based on like, man, they're just always catching this team when they're using their fourth and fifth starters in a three game series, or they've caught a bunch of teams where they've had spot starters or openers or injuries. Okay. You know, that, the, the context of that, that, and that's my question to you, what context are you putting towards past results? Uh, I just kind of want to know, I think maybe more than anything, if there are certain teams that I should shade a little bit more likely yes based on team batting you know because I'm, I'm trying to plug a, a pre preemptively plug a leak on not actually doing the not actually capturing the lineup right? yeah uh, no and I, I think at the base level you're right like you there are teams that are there's obviously teams that are much more likely against let's just say against a median starting pitcher yeah for sure there's a bunch of teams that are going to be you know they're just better hitters is that what you're saying yeah, basically that the that in an in, in, an imba- a, a team without I mean and, you know I could obviously do the legwork and come up with the team batting score that reflected their average lineup and know which ones are imbalanced. But I'm guessing that they're that every team's lineup is a little imbalanced to better hitters in the top of the lineup, and some the discrepancy between the top and the bottom is even greater, right? So what I'm getting at is if the market is telling you the Reds are going to score four runs tonight and and you distribute those four runs equally across nine innings and every run has every inning has 0.45 runs why would you distribute them equally Well I'm just saying you shouldn't right No yeah I was the first inning should. should get the most I think that's right I think Maybe not always the first, but it should be higher than like the second and the third. For it's higher than the second and the third, maybe. Lower yeah, I, th- than I think you should. I th- that's term. that's where I'm saying like you should find that balance for each team. Like, all right, I so you're, you're just gonna take a team total. You're gonna take the juice on the team total, adjust it up. So I mean, if it's a if it's a four and a half minus 
160 we're bumping that up to five just for easy use so you're, you're bumping it up to whatever that you're taking those five runs and that team total that's been given to you by the market you're yep. going to distribute it across the nine innings yeah but you're going to do it properly weighted into each yeah. spot and that's how you're determining here's how many runs they score usually in the first and that's what you're plugging into your poison exactly yeah, no, I, I fuck you. Can be rich. I think this is this work. <laughs> um, I mean, no, it's it's. A, I don't know. I don't. I don't actually rock plug solid that. Base, I'm not plugging that into my poison, but I'm anchor. I'm. I'm. I'm it's an anchoring point. Anchoring like, my yeah, You build yeah. an anchoring right. range. You you anchor right. a range around that. I want the integral of my poison to come back to tell me that on the the mean the mean uh, expectation is this team scores 0.45 runs in this game that is exactly what the market told told us right like that's kind of yeah. where i'm going with that um okay then the um last kind of key question where do i get historical odds i want to at least kind of have some way of back calcing this i have historical data already figured out i got that I know yeah, I have my I have my pitcher I have my pitcher strength I have my team batting strengths for you know the last three seasons and now I want to now I want some now I want some odds to test my model against you got any tips for or you don't have to tell me on the podcast you can just yeah I was gonna say the, but like, you think but that's available that's presumably there's a database out there that has totals because I, I want two inputs beyond what I already have. Like so far my inputs are pitcher, you know, a pitcher um, metric, a team batting metric, a game total, and a, uh, um, and then the last thing is the the price for the yes, no. Yeah, I would think you're not going to go to like odds portal and find <laughs> and find this sort of thing you probably I'd, could but it's hard no you well that's what i'm saying you're not gonna you ever try scraping that uh, it's hard it's hard it's awful <laughs> um, so I, here's the answer to that and yeah. you know people okay. you know people just that's, find that's, someone just the find answer someone is to find it. someone who is willing to share their their database of history because they went and pulled it over the course of years of just doing this like and i don't know how far back you really need to go probably not that no, far I just and a couple here's seasons. and here's the other part yeah it's a very small part and i think this is going to be much more important to come uh it's it actually has no bearing on this but once we get to k props like the the dh rule changes things certainly sure for that and then you know other changes for the K-prop or other changes in baseball over the years have definitely impacted that. So going back too far is probably folly. I don't know how much there's 2,500 games a year. Like how much data do you think you need on pricing? Oh, two years. Yeah. Two years. If you, if you had, if you had the opening and closing and the full season last year, yeah. if you had opening and closing game totals and you had opening and Jesus stand K-prop, he made a K-pop joke. The uh, no, <laughs> fucking train of thought is just derailed, Daniel. The uh, if you had opening and closing game totals and opening and closing run scored first inning prices for two yes. years, like say roughly four thousand games because it's a shortened season in there. Yeah, fuck, that's plenty, right? Yes, 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 yes. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, Charlotte okay. wins. Charlotte's not doing great. No, they, they're not uh, going to win. I'm no, just picking no. on Dan. Yeah, no, <laughs> they're not doing great. Uh, they're giving up a lot of, uh, I mean, uh, you know, Atlanta's shooting well, but uh, Charlotte's defense and has been pretty We did start this podcast kind of talking about how we haven't really spent much time on baseball over the years. We haven't, I mean, how much time have you spent on it this year? Uh, none. Okay. I've watched it. I've watched the market a little bit. I was going to say outside of the run scored first inning thing, I tried to do at a DFS company. Uh huh. I did spend like four hours this weekend building out. Remember that survivor league I did last year? Yes. I, I did. I did my whole survivor league again. Like I built up all 26 weeks of survivor for baseball. Awesome. Based on, so I spent, I spent some time with, uh, more along the lines of figuring out which weeks are good come August for a team like to, oh, cool. to play shitty teams. So oh, cool. my baseball, my baseball repertoire is uh, starting to fill out here. Doing some good work. Okay. So a couple of thoughts in general. Um, I'm not an expert in park factor. I don't need to be if I'm using the total, you know, the, the market total. I'm not an expert in uh, weather. I don't need to be if I'm using the modified total well what about late news in arlington or oh about um, the roof roof closures yeah, roof roof Things closures like arlington and i believe arizona can open milwaukee i think i'm just gonna different. have to live with that well All i'm right. saying if, if you didn't bet a game and then that was but would you monitor stuff like that later be like i should they're gonna open the roof in arlington i should go check what my number was at i was close i have to bet this yes now yeah probably yes i, I think, think there's yeah. two or three little things like that like hey the the wind the forecast was wrong the wind is really gonna blow out like okay. guess what it's 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 heavy out to left we we were close it, it's yeah. the little bump we need and you're right the park factor thing that's built into the total. People understand into. park factors. Yes. Yeah. And so basically I'm, I'm, trying, I'm finding workarounds for areas of this handicap that I know I'm not an expert. Right. Okay. Um, have, is there anything else in my inputs that I need to strongly consider? Or do you think I have the general skeleton to build something that at least going to break even? <laughs> I mean, the second part's tougher, easier said than done. You know, you know what the best part about a good model is? What's that? It started with a shitty model. Yeah. Okay. Like, I, I think that's the answer, Drew. I don't okay. know if you'll do good because I don't bet this market. And I'm sure both of you and I have huge blind spots and we're missing stuff. Of course. Yeah. But uh, even if you just paper bet this, it's worth building what you just said and, and comparing it to the market and seeing how it does. Okay. Maybe back testing it against the games that we haven't played very many games, but looking how it would have done. And just and and then if you can find a spot where like I'm really really off on a team or a total range like when totals get above nine and a half I'm yep. I'm struggling with the pricing then yep. you can start to again network talk to your baseball guys talk to people yeah. who understand things be like hey I have a disconnect here can you help me with this and you're gonna find those blind spots like you have to just do the shit model yeah to get the good model. So how, so last question for you. How, Sorry, it, I called your model shitty. That's okay. 
is there it is right now it's not even a model so <laughs> there's no no it's not it's not offended it's it just words on exist. the wind right it's now. just a glimmer in a, in, a, in, a, in a handicapper's eye um but the uh the the uh is there a sharp side to our uh, you know the, to run scored first inning yes or no like do i want to bias myself and bet what i know is going to not get accounts closed <laughs> <laughs> right do you know what i'm saying because like we're about to pivot to k k-pop model uh and if you're doing a k-pop model you're probably going to want to skip betting the unders if you want to keep your accounts liquid right yeah or spread it out i don't know that's the toughest part too like that i, I don't even know if it's worth getting into that because that's a whole different conversation outside of this but yeah i mean that's just the that's just the honest truth like the, these accounts, especially paperheads with agents who, or some of the legal books who know which people bet what props. Like if you're getting massive CLV on props, like at an 80% clip, and you're betting the opposite of where most of the money is coming on some of those things, like under K props, yeah. then yeah, you're probably you're probably going to lose accounts. So it's a it's a it's a delicate dance, and I think this is why you you tell people who. Hey, I don't bet baseball yet, but I want to do something. This is a good entry point because I think a lot of those people aren't saying, Hey, I want to bet baseball. <laughs> I haven't ever bet baseball. Sure. But I also want to max it across 10 accounts. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, they're not, not saying, you know, I'm not, not calling you guys cheap asses, but the, you know, that those don't marry together. Like, Hey, I'm, yes. I'm going to build a brand new model and I'm going to find the sharp size and, you know, and I'm, I'm I want to try to get 10 K on each one of these. Yeah. yeah like yeah, yeah. I, that's where I think this is fine to just try to find the value. If you're betting it recreationally, you're going to have a lot more luck keeping the, you know, they're not going to care if you're betting you're right. the sharp you're side right. and unders and, you know, you're, you're just right. popping 50 bucks a pop on these. Like you're right. that's not a worry, but, yep. I, but I say that, but at the same time, some of the legal books don't see it that way right now too, yeah. where it, it yeah. doesn't matter the size of the bets. If yeah. you're on the sharp side of props, they will not only turn off the props for that. They'll turn off the props across the props. Board. No, one, props. Yeah, one, no one, props. Like our, our guy, uh, Connor, uh, yeah. over there did some four for four stuff. He, he tried to bet a, a prop he'd never bet before in a sport. He'd never bet before. There was and he's, $5 and he max or $2. And he couldn't max, do right? it. He's like, yeah, he got, cause he got shut off on everything. Um, okay, so key question, uh, last final question, and then I want to ask you about your K-Prop model. Um, the if, if let's say I track down market info, you have an opening price and a closing price. The steam on a yes/no prop for a run scored first inning is sharp? Question mark. I I think if you asked me this this time last year, I'd say without a doubt 100%. <laughs> okay. Because, again, they're not going to move on smaller bets, even in volume. Yep. Those are people that are hitting those across multiple accounts. It's popping places that are going to be on the board. It's getting botted into things. Yes. Now that like it's become a really mainstream, fun recreational bet with some you know some big influencers putting these plays out, and I mean you, you can just see big influencers. At, Who's a big influencer? Go look at these. Look at these. Well, I mean, just let's take 
and this isn't like this Paige Sprank is doing yes no props. Pa- Paige, Paige is a golf. Is she shark. doing yes no? Oh. She she hasn't. She's lost doing yes a, no uh, hole in one. Okay. She hasn't lost a uh, uh, make the cut parlay or make a cut prop yet. She oh. had t- she had Tiger and Bryson nail oh, oh, nails. Bryson Bryson was kind of a fat number to miss the cut too. Like that was a big one. It was a big one. But uh, no, I'm so like Pat McAfee. This is okay. I'm going to make an okay. example about this. So Pat McAfee, he again, hey, big FanDuel. influencer, big influencer. Fan, yeah. he, Matt, like he's massive. He's wait. He's, is that why? Is that where this started? No, 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 no. I'm oh. just, I want to. I want to. Oh. I'll get to it. But Pat okay. McAfee does one of those. <laughs> okay. He does one of those parlays with FanDuel where he it's the same game parlay that he promotes, and okay. it's built and it's a it's a thing up on the top of the site. And yes. it says, this is the yes. one that Pat McAfee. And then they do that thing where it shows like 300,000 people played this same gay parlay that we made. You know, it's already set up. All you have to do is click that and it bets it for you. So it's easier. Yeah. They, sure. they make the barrier to entry incredibly light, but the amount of <laughs> people. Barrier? Yeah. The barrier, the barrier it's geographic is, only. It's already yeah. behind you, sir. Um, <laughs> but they make those sort of things so easy, obviously, but I'm just saying so many people are willing to follow which is clearly probably a bad parlay yeah. where, you oh, know, minus CV. Yeah. where the same thing is, you know, happening where let's say, uh, you know, an influencer uh, puts out something like this and a bunch of people play this. And yes, this is the thing, the, the actual answer to how to bet K <laughs> props. There's, there's a hidden website that just tells you. There was a viral tweet that went around today, Andy, about teaching a man to fish. I want to learn to fish. I don't I missed... want to just have the fish handed to me by a very sharp player. <laughs> I know. I'm so I missed that, and then uh, hand jobs. <laughs> yeah, right. To- posted. I'm like, is he like, is he dying or what? Why is he being nice to me? <laughs> it was disingenuous, probably. Yeah, no. It, um... it, it makes it made sense after I figured it out. I'm like, this fuck this guy. Um... Uh, okay. Um, okay. So. Ah, that makes sense. I see it hold. Uh, okay, so then, um, if I but no, tra- no, so the, yeah, okay, back so to the point. Is, you, I didn't even answer is, the question. So the question was before last yes, couple uh, years, the, mo- the, the moves are sharp, but sure. now, okay. now you wonder if like the volume of small bets is enough where they're like, <sighs> we might have to move this ten cents. Just yeah, we got a trillion people on one side, and it doesn't. You know, we don't care if. Um, you know, some of the, you know, just start naming paper heads, like, you know, yeah, STS and, Ace you know, and yeah. what's the one with the boat or the Island? That's the one I can't get out of my head right now. Never mind. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but you know, we don't care if some of those paper heads are going to be 10 cents off us. Metallic. No, 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 no. It'll come to me. Anyway, but yeah, I think they have to say we don't care for off market. If we're so underwater on this, like we're going to have to move this to, to maybe. Quit people quit something. betting this. Yeah. Okay. Um, Can't say that for sure. We should ask. Uh, well, because uh, I well, well, the reason I asked you that is you should ask Jay. Because presumptively, uh, oh, I will. I'll, I'll ask him. Presumptively, um, if I have openers, closers, I could train my rudimentary model to kind of in general identify this team. Yeah. That would add value to it. You agree? I I think it's like a I must said suppository, um, supplementary kind of thing. Okay. For sure, I don't think that's a bad idea at all. Okay. All right. Well, I guess I can test because I have results anyway. So. 
Okay. Um, all right. Still, about- still, steam is going to change. Like during during the year, like from all the times talking to Frank about, I mean, Frank was pretty frank about this when he was, you know, when we had our daily show, me and him. He would talk about his baseball betting, and he said it's really starting pitcher heavy. Like, if you can't get a good number for a starting pitcher, like you might as well not bet baseball. He's like, there's a lot of other stuff going on, but like, if you don't have a good bearing on what each pitcher is doing and how you should be upgrading and downgrading them, he's like, I, I don't know if I could win. So. I think, you know, I think a lot of that is, you know, you'll see the steam change throughout the year because those guys, I mean, the people who are genuinely, you know, originating baseball, that's, that's what they're watching. They're watching like, is this starting pitcher actually, you know, actually good? You know, he gets a few wins, has some good results. You know, is this a guy where I'm going to have to upgrade this or am I going to just hammer fuck the absolute piss out of the other side of the line as the rest of the the mania builds around some guy that everyone thinks is good that is not you know okay. just under understanding like where you can crush the market based on the uh the barrage that is pitching luck sometimes i understand that yeah okay so okay. I, th- I think that's where i think your steam thing would be important because throughout the season i think you'd learn things about starting pitchers that way even yeah. if you didn't use it for betting you'd be like why why was this guy who was getting steam you know to the under for months all of a sudden getting steam to the over or to the yes to the yes constantly yeah. you know what what's happening then you go dig in do some research on where how he's pitching or something you know it's tricky okay um I want to avoid the macro noise about like the ball changed now, that kind of stuff. I'm assuming the totals will guide me in that regard. Um, K props, Andy, what are some of the lessons you learned from home run pops that you're going to, you weave into your K prop experiment experiment? My biggest question that I never answered and I would love this guy to chime in is is there actually signal to head to head stuff? You know, and if there is like batter versus pitcher, you're batter. gonna bring that back from the dead? Yes. Well, I mean, because I think I think there's maybe a broader look of like, could you could you put batters into buckets, like certain types of hitters? Or you know, using using hitting data based oh, like, God. hey, here's a bunch of, here's a bunch of guys who are crushing. I mean, just I'm gonna get too granular here, just for an example, guys who can crush low and away, and are have a very low you know swinging strike rate against and against breaking balls, and then you have a a pitcher who's been very successful striking people out with breaking balls and then you have two guys at the top of the lineup who are just not susceptible to that sort of thing okay and I see where you're going with this so that i've, I've wondered about that with a lot of different props but that's where i don't like getting just hitter versus batter like oh this guy's like he's like five for eight against this guy all time you know like two of those were in 2013 buddy he was playing for the rockies the other guy was coming off an injury. Like, what are we doing with this? So 
I, I don't love some of that. I, I think the bucket thing or the the type of hitter has Cat- some legs. I just haven't general I haven't categorized categorization. Yeah. Uh, that or you just, need to come up with a you know an algorithmic way to do it because and that, that's where I think that's that's too much. Where it's maybe it's more of a strength weakness type thing. Like this pitcher historically gives up meatballs. And not even home runs. I don't think home runs is home runs not going to give you enough data. Hard hit balls, barrel rates, okay. doubles, like hard hit, hard hit. I mean, there's a bunch of stats about this. So using yeah. some like this guy's when this guy gives up hard hit balls, what you know, is there a type of pitch or is there a type of batter who's, you know, maybe making up a big part of the distribution of people that are tattooing this guy? And and then you start looking at prices. Okay, so let me add. I think that back, that's like the back, basis of it. Let okay, me back back up a step then. So, presumably, what you're getting at is that there is m- more. There is a way to take some of the uncertainty, some of the noise out of how many Ks a pitcher gets on a given night, right? What we're saying is like if a guy is average averaging five and a half Ks a night, but some nights are two and some nights are eight, you're trying to find beforehand when it's gonna be a two or an eight, and his total is five and a half every night, right? Like that's, and that, and that's, that's, that's I, effectively I think, what you're getting at, right? And I think if you're start and again, I'm still stuck on home runs. I forgot we're even doing okay. K props. I'm still doing home run props in my no, head. No, that's okay. No, that's okay. I, I th- and I think that's where baseball stats have been good for that, where you have all this uh, uh, defensive, uh, independent, you know, independent of the defensive stats. Where, hey, this guy only had two Ks, like a couple times in a row, and then you go look and be like, no, he had a good outing. He had shit yeah. luck. He had a bad defense behind him that day, and he probably should. And, and you have to look like is you're never gonna, gonna you're again? never gonna you're never gonna get the luck part out of it though. No, there, no, there I, needs I, to be there needs to be a an well, actual mechanism that you're trying to quantify, and it's well, gotta that, be that's like what I'm, that's what I'm saying. To... Like if he if he has bad luck because his defense was shit behind him, you can't say like, oh, he's a better pitcher than that. He's definitely gonna. I should I shouldn't I should throw those out. No, guess what? He still plays for that team, and that sort of luck is gonna happen to him more often than a team with a good defense. Okay. So okay. like that that's what I'm saying. I don't think you should be able to just throw out edge cases based on on that that independent of the defensive stuff because a lot of that a lot of that is where i start to lean when i start looking at like how good is this pitcher actually but the thing of you know the thing about it is is he still plays for that team or he still plays in that park he plays in a home park where you know it's a a good way to get yourself a very short outing is a couple of balls that fly a little further because of the weather or the shape of the outfield and, you know, some instant runs happen and then you only get three Ks because you went two and a third. Whereas, you know, I guess what, if you were pitching in a different park, you'd have, you'd have been cruising because of, of the, the way those balls would have fallen at the warning track instead. So then, and that's not, again, that's not something you can change unless he gets traded, I guess, but Hey, guess what? This is where you pitch. You're in a band box. Do you think that in general? And that's probably built in the market, I guess. That's why I I don't like K-props. Okay. Do you think in general that 
there is an element of what is the pitcher trying to do on a given night that influences some of the noise. Like some nights he comes in and he tries to pitch to contact. Some nights he comes in and he's trying to do something differently because of the lineup or because of the matchup. Do you think you can predict that ahead of time? Well, if you have, that's what, that's where I'm getting at with the, you know, analytics is a huge part of the game now. Like they're telling these guys to do what will help them be successful. If they're, you know, if you're coming up against a team and they are putting the shift on for half of the lineup, can't do that anymore. I don't think. Well, not this year. You can next year. You can, right? (laughs) So I think, I think that's so, but yeah, I mean, if they're putting the shift on, then the idea of the pitcher is not trying to strike a guy out. He's trying to get him to hit into contact, right? I don't know if that's true. You think that there you don't you don't think that there's a concerted you don't think, effort you don't, between the way that they're pitching a certain batter and the way that they're defending him? Yes, but at the same time, just because you throw your second baseman on the other side of the bag doesn't mean you still wouldn't try to strike him out anyway. Well, you still, I mean, you'll take it, obviously. Every ounce is fine, but I feel like it's, there's... And it, it's a bit of, I think, I honestly think it might even be the opposite. Hey, we're going to put the shift on for you. We're really going to try to get you to roll over a ball and put it on the ground over there. Like, if you've got that in his head, you're a step ahead. No, I'm going to give him high cheese here and because he thinks we're getting low stuff to try to hit a grounder. Like, I, I wonder if, uh, you know, pitchers, it's it's a chess game out there. So I, I don't know if it's like for sure, hey, guess what? We put the shift on. We want you to hit this ball. I think it's it's part of the chess game where it's not always the case. Okay. Okay. I feel like if I was at, made to do a live market about what's going to happen at this with this at bat, oh, my God, it's Charlotte Hornets absolutely sucking the, sucking the life out of this. Did you bet uh, the over or what? No, I bet the Hornets with the points. They are not even going to come fucking close. The Did you bet the Spurs every, too? Everybody on Atlanta is playing great. I took the Spurs too, yeah. Everybody on the Hawks is just playing incredibly well. Tonight. Would you say this is a team of destiny? Uh, well, it's a team that's definitely going to go to, you know, that they're definitely going to beat the Cavaliers the way they're playing tonight. If they go to Cleveland on Friday and play this well, they're going to beat the Cavaliers by. I think that pleases digits. me. I think I don't want this version of the Cavs in the playoffs. I'm excited for the future of the Cavs. I think down. Yeah, I, I mean, Heat, Heat Hawks. Can... This Heat Hawks is going to be a good series if this is the team that shows up. Jimmy, Jimmy, and uh, and our guy Trey going at each other. Not even just on the like in between plays, like dead yeah. ball yelling at each other should be fun. Yeah. All right, well, back I mean, to back to yeah. the shift. I don't. I. I I tend to agree with what I said. Okay, so I see if you maybe make a live market on what is the outcome of this at bat and the out, you know, it's it's you know, in play, strikeout, ground, you know, in play, strikeout, batted out. I bet it's not that different than a normal distribution. My odds, my odds go up and down on down on strikeout, up on batted out if I see a shift. I'm gonna have to ask somebody on that. That's interesting because I, 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 I would bet it doesn't change noticeably. Hmm. I, I don't think you. I don't think you just because that, that's so obvious. Like you can't do the obvious when you're throwing it. Like if he's looking for the stuff that you think your scouting report is telling, he knows what you're reading on him. He knows what he rolls over, so he 
he thinks he knows what you're going to throw, I'd, I'd throw him what he doesn't think is coming. I, you know, you got to keep on their toes. Uh, we've spent too much time on the. I love it when we have these arguments where neither well, of us has empirical uh, well, evidence. What, one way what or the you other. were what you were describing in terms of coming up with the data set of categories is tough, and it Very only, tough. in my opinion, it only helps you sort out the noise if there is some like tangible pitcher does this to you know is Ooh, actually yeah, trying to. That's tough. Okay. I'd, it's, I'd like that to be a thing because it would make it easier. But what I'd like to happen isn't what's always likely to happen. You know, yeah. It'd be nice. And, and like you said, with analytics taking a big hold in how teams prepare. Uh, and obviously, they're not sharing that. They're not, hey, here's our scouting report. This is what uh, Kershaw is going to do with each batter tonight. Like, if we had that, we'd have a good idea. But. You know, I, obviously that's super proprietary and it's going to change based on the, the chess match that is baseball. Because if you're a hitting coach, you know what your hitter's weaknesses are and you know Kershaw's looking at that. So you're saying, hey, here's here's how he probably tries to approach each one of you guys. And if he's going to you know, approach you this way, this is how you need to mix it up. Otherwise, he's going to win because you're a bad hitter. Okay. Okay. They probably don't say it that. Yeah. I, I yeah, I mean to me if you're going to try to solve the K prop that way and you're literally going to be like, "Hey, we're going to come in and explain why a guy had, you know, explain the variance around the average for a given pitcher." Like he goes 6 innings, 3 starts in a row. He has the same amount of contact, you know, same gives up the same amount of hits, same amount of runs. But one has two Ks, one has five, and one has eight. Being able to explain why he had two in one game and why he had eight in the other game, besides just the strength, you know, the the tendencies of the opposing batters, um, you know, if you can fi- figure that out, then I think you have something that uh, you know. Probably yeah, I, I just and I just it. don't think that's solvable. Okay. Because I and I, I, I even even let's say the same pitcher faces the same exact lineup a month apart. The tendencies might be completely different based on what the, what the coaches put together, you know, the co the pitching coach, the catcher and that pitcher get together. And, you know, you, you can say, this is how he approaches, you know, light hitting, light hitting outfielders. And you have a couple more of those. And it might be a different approach because again, it's, you always got to stay two steps ahead when uh, in the scouting departments, and being predictable is bad for baseball because that's when somebody takes you to pound town, hits the bowl, gets a free steak. And I, I, maybe, maybe I'm giving coaching too much credit, but no, I don't I mean, think they, they do. A, I mean, they do a lot. And that's where I think it's, it's going to be so hard to try to really nail down what, what's a pitcher's, what's a pitcher's aim in this at bat outside of the optimal out or double play. I and maybe that there is something I would value this over a shift. I would think one out runner on first. I'm looking for I value a ground ball at a much higher rate than when I have a shift on. Okay. A a double play ball is just a way bigger swing to win probability than you know getting a guy to hit into a 
a, a near sure out because you have a shift on. Okay. Interesting. So, so I, don't you think there's other situations like that where, you know, guy on third tight game, like yeah. for, for sure he's yeah. pitching a certain way because a pop fly is horrible for your team at that point, especially if he's, yes. you know, let's say a lefty. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. So, yes. Uh, so I, de- I definitely, no, I think you're onto something. There are for sure situations where it's just like, I, I don't care what the scouting report says. Like he can't be pitching this way because it's absolute boneheaded thing and it's going to lose the team the game. Okay. And still you'll see pitchers do that on in some cases anyway, because of the variance of life in sports. But uh, I'm sure there's 20 other situations like that. Those are the two main ones that popped in my head, but yeah, that's those, that's not something you can predict before the game though. No, no, that's an in game. That would be like a, an example of in game, uh, you know, forecasting as opposed to, uh, being able to tease that into some pregame model, unless you had a team that uh, had just has, you know, that a team that has an especially high on base percentage. I was going to say a high on base percentage against a, a a pitcher that just cannot induce ground balls. Yeah, like that that pitcher might be gone soon because he just he's sitting there letting them move around, ducks moving around the pond, so he can't ever get a pitcher's best friend. <laughs> There's something to that pregame. I don't know. This is tough. Baseball's tough. It is tough, man. And not There's having so really ever on. bet it until now makes me think I'll probably have to pay some tuition to ever get anything that even breaks even in this sport. We, yeah, we we didn't even know we were recording. We're just kind of having a meeting here trying to figure out how to bet baseball. Brainstorming. Yeah. Just brainstorming. For sure. For sure. So that and that way, way higher level question then. Yes. No run, yes run are en vogue right now. Yes. So those markets may move in a weird way, like we posited before, because of the undue influence of the influencer and the fact that, you know, a lot of people are betting them right now. Mm-hmm. K props were already popular. Do you mm-hmm. think, do you think at that point it may be better to go further down the ladder? Even if even if it means a maybe a loss and how much you can get down, but are you are you trying to find something that people aren't betting because you could be the signal in that market? Um, you know, a, a single player's total basis, a single player's hit runs, hit runs RBIs, a single player's um, home run props. You know, I talked about that a little earlier. Is that maybe the solution? Get real granular on one batter. Because you can, I think you can, you know, you could do some managerial tendencies on how often they pull people late in games. But for the most part, I think you can get a real nuts on number for if he's at this spot in the lineup, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, he gets, mm-hmm. you know, he gets 4.2. Again, don't, don't write, don't email about this. <laughs> but uh, 4.2, let's just say, I'd love to know what the actual like average at bats for a, a batter is just across the, for a starter, like somebody in the three hole, that'd be interesting though, but I'm going to say 4.2 as an example. Like you could probably nail down, Hey, when this guy plays, it's a good enough offense. It's a team that usually has higher totals based on their park, you know, their park factors. He's getting like 4.3. He's an above average. Cause then you'd have an average too. You'd say he gets on average two tenths of an at bat more than the median ball player. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you can start doing some stuff with the starting pitching. 
I think that's where I would be having some fun with is individual batter props. Oof. Okay. High variant. I think you'd have to you'd have to kill them with volume because those are going to be a bunch of good bets that you lose every night, and hopefully the bad ones that you win make up for some of that. But there's there's probably some there's probably enough enough information about you know again not fully bucketing but this batter his tendencies his strengths against the starting pitcher and then i don't know man the the bullpen stuff i don't think you spending the time trying to figure out all right Wilson pitched two days in a row and Garrett's is hurt. So here's their six options. They likely like there's a 31% chance that this guy pitches the eighth. Like that's, that's not worth the time. What, um, what is on offer for that sort of stuff? I think everything started tonight already drew. Oh, really? The last one. Yeah. It was a weird, it was a weird day where the, all dude i got to work after lunch and like seven baseball games had started already it was a weird day for that but uh no total bases for a player um i believe hits hits plus runs plus rbis is available and then you know two hit a home run and that's another one too where i'd see you know one book has a guy four to one another book has some you know 550 there's some big differences in those markets cool um, I don't know. I mean, what's your thought on that? Do you think that's harder than K props? Mm. <sighs> no, no, I think, I think it's different. I think any, any, what you're describing, you're, you have to do bottom up. Yeah. Basically you're more or less simulating a guy's at-bats in a game and simulating the outcome of those at-bats. You're doing it granularly. And I think uh, It would take an incredible amount of setup. Like no, to, no, to, no, no, no. I think uh, you can the, keep the it, initial... You, in, no, you can keep it pretty simple where you just have individual player distributions of outcomes and then it shift it, just kind of shift it, scale it based on a pitcher value. You know, I'm just—it's—it's it's a lot to scrape and and clean and set up to begin with. You know how many mm. batters there are, dude. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. Yeah, a few hundred. So, couple, couple two three hundred. Couple two three hundred for sure. Yeah, it would just take a lot of time to get the the legwork. I mean, any of these is going to take a lot of time. They're not going to the offer work. a lot though. You can't get every single batter's numbers, can you? I feel like they only pick like five or six in a game. No, for for sure. No, you, it's going to be the names. Like you're not betting, you know, you're not betting Joe Schmo hitting in the seven hole. It's uh, it. not something to offer. But uh, even for home run props, you know, it's usually only three, four guys on a team. Maybe not even. Ooh, Ooh that sounds fun. Race to three, five, seven runs. I mean, that's just your yes, no built out a little further. Yeah. Yeah. Except you're not just looking for a binary outcome. Yeah. 
you need to you need to figure out like how often do they score a crooked number here? How often do we get three? Well, no, you're I... developing your distribution. Yeah, it's the same. Well, I mean, it's it's your same Poisson distribution. You just have to you'd have to interact with it a little differently because. Well, once you have it for every inning, yep. then you just simulate the, you know, you sample simulation where you're just picking from the distribution, adding them up, and, and I like that. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you just want to pick, 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 pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't um, hate okay. that. All right. Well, this is this was a good, this was a good brainstorming session. I'm gonna take a lot of lessons from this and apply them in a forward sense, and we will uh, we'll touch base as we run out of things to talk about related to base basketball and and football. We'll be in the doldrums. We'll be in the doldrums before we know it. Uh, we're busy right now, but. There, there is a lot going on. I was going to say maybe we should give each other homework on this. Okay. And okay. Set, so I'm, I'm going to look at our schedule. All right. I, I have a real loosey goosey schedule. Let's do it like after two weeks after the Derby and after the. Uh, that'll be like right around when we're into the close to the finals, but there won't be much yeah. to talk about. In the All right. So ne- next, yeah, next week I have maybe an NBA guest. A fun NFL draft guest on Wednesday, maybe a double guest week. Who knows? Nice. The week after that, I I have a tentative NHL talk Excellent. because the uh, NHL playoffs will be uh, very very close to starting, and Excellent. then we have the the draft is that week, and then we have the Oaks and the Derby, plus possibly a auto racing podcast. So the next three weeks are full, and then after that, I think we did kind of say we should do something around we'll Rome. Some- and Rome, yeah, ATP. Yeah. That is. And then there, then. there is really not a lot going on. the The week of the sixteenth, uh, seventeenth, eighteenth of May, NBA lottery, the PGA, Southern Hills, Roland Garros starts, and the Preakness. That is a massive week. So the, the week before that is looking like the one. We'll come back fair. and do baseball porps part two. Science fair. Here's what I built, and it's. Lost this much money, which is less less than I was worried. Did you know? Did you know caffeine actually helps plants grow? What? Bullshit. So that was my daughter's science fair project was putting different things in the soil and seeing how marigolds grow. And she she said she's like she put coffee grounds in one, and they did the best. She's like, well, it's the caffeine, right? Caffeine makes you full of energy and we're like oh okay yeah you're dumb you're 10 and then we we looked it up and like for sure, for sure like coffee grounds are legitimately a really good thing to, to just like anything else you can od on water you can't just grow it in straight coffee grounds but coffee grounds to a certain point are a really good thing to add to the soil huh and she got first place not because of the caffeine though no, some of I the mean, other, mostly, some of the other it mostly, nutrients. It was yeah. mostly the the board. I think she just did a really good job on that. Oh, <laughs> okay. Not because she was drinking coffee. Okay. I went. Um, all right. No, it's uh, caffeine actually speeds up the ability to photosynthesize and absorb water. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Wow. How about that? Look at this. Papa's using it, and maybe we got a Canadian. Oh, I always thought backwana was the uh, secret ingredient. I mean, that doesn't that doesn't hurt either. That's hugely important if you're in the uh, grow business. 
get your guano from a licensed professional, not from one of those vans that one of those fly by night guano yeah. dealers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. All right. Let's call it a Wednesday. Let's call it a win. All right, man. We'll come back. Good with, deal. Yes, good. The NBA playoffs will be starting next week and we'll be all over it. And the NFL draft is going to be dangerously close. And we have a badass guest. A badass yeah. poll. It's a fun one. All right. Best of luck to the Spurs. Hopefully they don't lose by more than four. Lose by more than four. Yeah. That would be a bummer. All right. I'll talk to you next week. I saw that weather in Chicago. I got all over that under. It's giving me a sweat now. 20 mile an hour winds blowing in. I just need the Chicago Mets. Still got four I need the Mets to win one more game out of their final three. For your Survivor League?